Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, good morning again. It's great to gather here and worship with you. And Bob, thanks for reading our Ascension Day text. So we gather here this morning, if you missed the announcements, you know we talked about grabbing some sticky notes. So if you have some sticky notes, have those nearby, grab some of those. We'll use those as part of our message this morning. Let's get started. Just a quick prayer. Father God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this amazing day, for the gift of your amazing love. Bless us this day. Holy Spirit, open our ears, our hearts, and our lives to receive your word. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our ascended Savior. Amen. Well, as we talk about the ascension, we're going to start with a question for you here. Again, this is kind of a rhythm that we have now. Here's the question. With one word, just going to give you one word here, with one word, how would you describe a time or a situation when you have felt helpless? One word to describe a time or situation when you felt helpless. I'll give you an example. Maybe your word is baby. Because, you know, when I was a baby, I was pretty helpless. I depended on others to take care of me. I depended on my mom to feed me and clean me and bathe me to make sure that you know, I was okay, and we were all in that situation as a baby. Or maybe, maybe, you know, I could use a word like gravel. You know, gravel, because when I first came out of seminary, I came to Nebraska, and I took care of two congregations in Platt Center in Humphrey, Nebraska, and they both had their services. One was early, one was later, and I had so much time to get from one place to the next. And if I was short on time, I would allow my foot to get a little heavier going down the gravel road instead of the paved road because it was a little bit shorter. But if you've ever driven on gravel, especially if you've driven with a little excess speed on gravel, you know what can happen, right? You can guess. Gravel, driving down the road and getting ready for the next service. The next thing you know, my car is going like this, and I keep sliding. And i actually sliding towards the ditch, and I thought I was going to slide into the ditch, and the car was just going to go up and over. I was helpless to control the situation. Thankfully, I stopped caught my breath and slowed down on the way to the next church. Similar situation. This is in Omaha. I could use the word ice because one morning, Sunday morning, I was getting up to go to church early in the morning, get ready for worship. Thankfully, there were no other cars on the road because I was coming down the hill. You know, I hit a patch of ice and the next thing I know, my vehicle is spinning around a little bit. I'm thinking, I cannot regain control. I was helpless in that situation. One word to describe a time when you are helpless, a situation in which you felt helpless. And, and some of those can be difficult, some of those may be kind of funny stories that we remember, but we all have had those experiences when we are helpless. Well, today as we celebrate Ascension, Ascension Day technically was this last Thursday, um, but like many churches, we're celebrating here today, is one of those church holidays that is sometimes overlooked, but it's an important part of who Jesus is and what he accomplished for us, and it has meaning for our lives. And this is really what we're going to nail down here for us in our lives today, this one truth. I am not helpless because the Lord is with me. Say that with me. I am not helpless because the Lord is with me. Well, as we do that, we're going to take, again, a look at the ascension of Jesus. He gathered his disciples 40 days after his resurrection, just outside of Bethany. Bethany is where, you know, Lazarus was raised from the dead. And he gathers his disciples, and he is taken up with them into heaven. So let's read a portion of the text that Bob read for us this morning, two verses we're going to read together. Then Jesus took them to a place near Bethany. There he raised his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, 
he left them and was taken to heaven. So imagine what this is like for the disciples. Of course, they go away from here, you know, uh, joyfully and singing praises. But what Luke does is he Luke wrote Luke's gospel, yes, and he also wrote the book of Acts. So the end of Luke and the beginning of Acts is the same event here. It is the ascension of Jesus. And, and from Luke's gospel, we get that as Jesus was ascended, you know, into heaven, they're kind of sitting there feeling a bit helpless and uncertain and wondering what's going on. And the angel says, you know, why are you guys standing here looking up into heaven? The same Jesus as he ascended, he's going to come back, but, you know, go to Jerusalem, wait for the promise that he said is coming. And, of course, that promise is the Holy Spirit. Again, I'm not, we are not helpless. The Lord is with us. So, you know, the ascension is one of the things, again, too, where we don't talk about it a whole lot. We confess it in the creed. You know, almost every time we gather for worship, the Apostles' Creed, we confess that he ascended and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from thence you come to the judge of the living and the dead. But what does it mean for our lives? What did it mean for the disciples nearly 2,000 years ago? What does it mean for us right now? Right now in the midst of the chaotic moments that we're facing, amongst the uncertainties that maybe are part of our lives, the moments that we feel helpless. Well, here are four important truths. Again, you should have, you know, sticky notes with you. The first important point of Jesus' ascension is that Jesus' ascension establishes him as the reigning king. So here's what we're going to do with the sticky notes. We're just make something really simple, really easy reminders. So that's why I like sticky notes. I got some larger sticky notes. I even have larger sticky notes than these, but they're a little harder to hold. So, you know, something that says Jesus is king, you know, you can really quick just make a crown that says Jesus is king. Jesus is the king, the reigning king of our lives, the reigning king of this world. So, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, you know, and when life is uncertain, we feel helpless. Sometimes we feel like, is God even there? Is he, does he care? Is he in control of things? Yes, he is. Jesus ascends to the right hand of his Father. That is, shows us, it assures us that God accepts what Jesus did in his death and resurrection. And then now he reigns as authority over all things. Yes, he's the king of our lives, but also it shows that he's the king and the ruler of all things. He's in control of all things. There's a great psalm, a prophetic psalm, Psalm 110, verse 1. David says these words here, and let's read this together. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies into a footstool for you. You know, until I make those enemies, the, the enemies that he's talking about are sin, death, and the devil. All those things that can make us worried or feel helpless or uncertain, scared, those things that can overwhelm us, all of those are under the footstool of Jesus. He has authority over all those things because he is, again, that sticky note, he is the king. He has the name that is above every name. So first sticky note is the crown or whatever you want to have for the king. And the next point is this one here. Jesus' ascension gives us access to God's throne. So you talk about access to God's throne. You know, what I thought about is I thought about this was, you know, a throne. Again, this is uh, modern art, by the way. Modern art, right? Uh, you know, you've got the little bubble of, of speaking here and, and a little throne down here. It gives us access to come to God's throne, to come before God's throne of grace and mercy. Wonderful text in Hebrews that talks about Jesus as the one who goes before us as the high priest. Let's read together. So we can confidently go to the throne of God's kindness to receive mercy and find kindness, which will help us at the right time. 
You see, Jesus, I mean, this powerful image is part of this text in Hebrews 4, is Jesus is the high priest. He's the chief high priest. And see, the image for God's people who first read this, the Hebrew people, is the priest would stand before God on their behalf. The people stood there and knew that the priests would raise their prayers to God, that the priests would come before God and offer those sacrifices and say, you know, that the sins of the people are brought here before you, God. They come before God's mercy and grace. And now we have the high priest, the Savior Jesus Christ, the one who suffered, died, and rose again and ascended into heaven. So we know that we can, no matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter whether it's a relational challenge, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, whether it's just the uncertainties of the current situation we're in, a situation that you find yourself in, know that you can go to God before his throne of grace and mercy because Jesus speaks in your behalf. And how powerful is that? That before the God, the creator of the universe, our Savior Jesus is there to speak for us. To bring before God all that matters, all that worries, all that frustrates us. So we got the crown, we got the little bubbles with a throne, and then, you know, Jesus' ascension, get my next sticky note out here, Jesus' ascension provides a powerful advocate on earth. A, a powerful advocate now. Maybe you already know who this powerful advocate is. We talked about this last week, and we're going to celebrate it, especially next week in Pentecost. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that advocate. Now, last week we talked about that Jesus was also our advocate, but he promises, I will send you another advocate. Let's take a look at the text here. Luke 24, Jesus says, I'm sending you what my Father promised. Wait here in the city until you receive power from heaven. So again, you do whatever you want for your artistic impression. I like the image of maybe the, the dove and, you know, so here's my modern art of the dove. You know, there's the Holy Spirit. It's a traditional symbol of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that descended on Jesus in his baptism connected him to, you know, our brokenness and our failures and also to the promise that he will fulfill in us at the cross. So also a reminder of our own baptism that, you know, we receive God's Spirit, the Spirit that creates faith in us, the faith, the Spirit that calls us together, the Spirit that gathers us together, whether we're gathering just as we are right now, only online and live stream, or as we begin to have a mix again of in-person worship and live stream worship, where the Holy Spirit is the one that calls and gathers us, strengthens us in our faith, assures us of this truth. Remember what the truth is, I am not helpless. The Lord is with me. It's God's Spirit working in us and through us in our lives. God's Spirit working through the sacraments. Again, a reminder today, you know, we've got communion. Drive by communion. Come by and receive that gift and know that God's Spirit works through that just as the Spirit works through the Word to strengthen us in our faith and assure us of God's grace, mercy, and love. All right, so we've got that Jesus' ascension, you know, establishes him as king. It, it gives us access to God's throne of grace and mercy. Jesus coming as the chief priest before God. We have the promise of the advocate coming. The Holy Spirit is part of our lives. And then here is the other one. Jesus' ascension empowers us to accomplish his mission. What was his mission? Well, let's take a look here from Acts 1. Again, this is all part of that ascension day text. Then you will be my witnesses to testify about me in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
Matthew's gospel, also part of that dissension. Matthew 28, go and make disciples. Better translated, as you go, make disciples. So, you know, you could do a couple of different things. You could make an arrow for the idea of, like, going. You could put three A's. If you're part of a Holy Savior crowd, you've heard this before, of ask, admire, or admit, you know, as you're talking with somebody, whether you're doing that on the phone, in person, online, through social media. You know, ask questions. You know, be genuinely concerned for someone that God is concerned for because Jesus died for them. You know, get to know them. Um, admire what you can about their own spiritual journey and questions and stuff like that. And then the third A, be ready to admit the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. Now, for, for me, I thought about something that, that's kind of part of our Holy Savior group here. And I'm sure you can probably figure this out fairly quick. As I think about what it means for us to think about the mission that Jesus has called us to. To be his witnesses here on earth. So, I tested Dale earlier. We went through this real quick to see if he could figure out what this is. I don't know if you can tell what it is. You can put a guess real quick if you want. Yeah, this is feet. Because the question we often say is, you know, where's the mission field? The mission field is right under your feet. So, for many of us, the mission field under our feet maybe is right now sitting at home talking to people as we call them or text them. It's, you know, as we socialize with people on social media, as we start beginning to be out and about a little bit more, even if we're wearing face masks and practicing social distancing, you know, that mission field is right under our feet. You know, whether you're here in Lincoln, Nebraska, whether you're like our missionary Chelsea and you're in the Czech Republic or some of the other missionaries that they heard from the last number of Tuesdays that are in parts of Africa and all around the world, you know, the mission field is right under our feet. And we are called to accomplish that mission. And go back to the other one about the promise of the Spirit. The Spirit is one that enables us to accomplish the mission He's called us to in big ways and small ways. As individuals, as families, with our words, with our actions as a congregation, we share the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, the certainty, and again, the certainty of the ascension of our Lord Jesus, that I am not helpless. The Lord is with me. I'm not helpless because the Lord is with me. That is so important for us to know. So important for you to know, especially right now. And you can write that down in your sticky note too if you've got those sticky notes. If that's something you need to hear, something you need to remind yourself is that you are not helpless because the Lord is with you. And he loves you. And he promises to be your helper. So here's the, the challenge for us as we move into this, this new week here. What action step will you take this week to remind yourself that the Lord is with you? Again, I love sticky notes because they're a fairly easy action step. You can create some little artwork, or if you want to just use words, if you're not that artistic, and you can put those somewhere where you see them, you know, in your bathroom mirror, uh, maybe, you know, on or inside your Bible where you open your Bible for devotion. Maybe it's on a cabinet. Like at our home, we get our cereal up above, and you've got the kitchen cabinet there, and you can, you can place them there so that you see that. And, and, and each day this week, you're reminded that Jesus is my king. And as a king, he's a king who cares for me, that died and rose again for me, that not only is Jesus my king, he's the chief priest, and he goes before the creator of the universe and pleads my case. He, he brings my prayers and my concerns to the God of grace and mercy. So I receive that grace and mercy in Jesus Christ, that he has sent his Holy Spirit. I've got the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, running through my veins, running through your veins to encourage us and equip us in following Jesus, and that he has called us and equipped us to accomplish his mission, to live as his witnesses of his love, his grace, and mercy. God's richest blessings be with you. As you remind, are reminded of this truth, you are, and I, we are not helpless because the Lord is with us. As Jesus says in Matthew 28, 
I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you and we praise you for sending your son Jesus Christ into our world to suffer, to die, to rise again, and to ascend. And that ascension we celebrate this day of what it means for our lives today, tomorrow, and for all eternity. As our ascended Savior, we give you thanks and praise for all that you've done for us and that you continue to do for us. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.